I think I found one of my new favorite restaurants in central Indiana last evening. It was delicious. I'm excited to tell you all about it because there's nothing people around the world love listening to more than central Indiana restaurant recommendations. Hello, everyone. It's Peter Dunn, Pete the Planner, host of Kristen and Company. Joining me this week is the lady herself, Damian Dunn. Hello. Hello. And Kristen Alanius. Hello. Hello. Dame, I'm sure I just violated some terrible thing there, so I'm sorry. I'll be okay. At least it's not documented. Um, good morning, Rick Swink. Kristen. Pete. Mrs. Planner and I decided we want to stay married. Okay? <laughs> I'm happy for you. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm Actually, I'm speaking for myself here. <laughs> good morning, Andy. Good morning, Jason. And so we were like, you know, in the throes of our kids' ridiculous amount of activities that we signed them up for, like morons, uh, we need to occasionally spend some time together. Mm, Probably yes. a good idea. Yeah. Dame, you're familiar with the old passing ships in the night sort of feel, right? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, Buenos dias, uh, Rochelle and hola, Brian Pinkins. And so we were like, you know, we're going on. We're going out to eat. Going out to eat. So we got to eat. So we, there's this new restaurant in Zionsville, and uh, it is delicious. It is one of the best restaurants I've eaten at in Indiana, and it is called Good Omen. Good Omen. It, of course, was an alarming situation because we are still in the midst of dry January. And when you go to a delicious <laughs> restaurant with delicious food, with as extensive of a wine list as you can possibly find, it is a sad moment when you don't partake but alas i want to share a moment in the meal with you all and get your take on this and i am trying to be judgment free i'm just observing i'm observing you guys bring the judgment i'm observing okay menu was a little expensive okay but it was really good it was sort of like expensive but to value worth it right i mean are, are we tracking yes there was one item on the menu that caught my eye and it was, it was a spicy one. Uh, it was a steak. I'm going to describe it to you now. Mm. I don't, do you know much about beef, Kristen? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke because Kristen brought me beef to the office once. I mean, cause that's the sort of, of teammate she is. Yes. 85 day dry aged. Now are you ready for this part? Okay. A5 ribeye. So that's an envelope, right? <laughs> no. That's amazing, Dame. Dame. That's Sorry. so good. Dame, is that two weeks in a row that yeah. he's gotten? Um, Dame, yeah. you're in a Legit zone. Lap. What do you got going on here? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a5 ribeye with rosemary fingerling potatoes. Mm -hmm. 85 day aged A5 ribeye with rosemary fingerling potatoes. Okay. Kristen, this is like pre biggest waste of money of the week. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what does that cost? Jeez. I don't even eat steak at restaurants. I have no idea. Okay. Do you want to pass? Let to? Dame guess first. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Do you want any other uh, menu items? Do you? Is there something else on the menu that you want to know what it costs, Dame? Is that helpful? Uh, maybe. Did you say how how many ounces that that A five is? I didn't. I didn't because it doesn't say. But I will give you another menu item okay. that 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 might help. There's a 32 ounce, 28 day dry aged bisteca alla fiorentina with rosemary so it's just a big porterhouse mm -hmm. 32 ounce 28 day uh aged it is 32 ounces and it is 220 dollars <laughs> <laughs> okay so by the nature that the 85 day dry aged a5 which is wagyu okay wagyu a5 is wagyu it doesn't give a, a, a size, which means it's an individual portion, just so you know. The, okay. the, the nature that there's no size means it is individual. Okay. All right. So you have the 32 ounce, which is to be shared, clearly. Yes. Whether you are a beef baron or you are not, that is to be shared. 
All right, what are we thinking? Uh, hundred and twenty bucks. Damien comes in at one hundred and twenty American dollars. Kristen, Price is Right rules one twenty one. Okay, fine. I was going to so say one fifty. I was going to say one fifty. I'm going to. Can I call a quick timeout? Yeah. Did you guys see the Turkish lira this week? No. What? <laughs> what happened? They've got something wild like. 85% inflation right now. What? And their interest rates are 60%. They just in their oh, fed. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we'll get back to that. Okay. This show's so good. I mean, who who doesn't love this though? Okay, you guys ready? why is that just the thing you put on your menu to say you can i mean like... well here here's the thing so i was listening to our server talk to a couple who brought up the steak not because they were going to order it because they were just because it's ostentatious to your yes. point, game right yeah. and the server said um we think it's a pretty good deal because for that same steak in a wrong the wrong city in his point was chicago he thinks it would be closer <laughs> to nine hundred dollars wrong city <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say the wrong city, but you get the point. He was saying not in quaint little Naptown. Uh, anyway, I didn't pay anywhere near those prices for anything I ate last night, uh, just so you know. Uh, but it was a delicious meal. A delicious, delicious meal. See, it's not even worth it because even at that price, you still didn't know the name of the bovine so it just doesn't work they could make one up i mean that, that's that's low-hanging fruit I mean, his that's... name was kobe yeah oh. <laughs> hey, kobe. hello uh, by the way the exchange rate for the turkish lira right now 3.3 cents per dollar uh yeah so every dollar uh turkish lira you get 3.3 american cents okay so i dame i i thought through some turkish purchases this week because <laughs> this is the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the time. Okay. So I'm going to give you right now my top three Turkish purchases that a person might want to purchase right now. Number three, Turkish apricots. Okay. <laughs> How do you even know that? I don't know. Number it's a thing. Okay. No, 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 no. You don't need to explain. <laughs> it's funnier without explanations. <laughs> Oh, number two, number two, Turkish coffee. Okay, touche. And number one, Turkish delight. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, what is? Have you ever had really good Turkish delight? No, I don't know if I've ever I've, had. Turkish all right, delight. I've never had really bad Turkish delight. So I no, I, I don't know. There is. I'm going to try to pull it up right now. There is a store in. Um, Santa Barbara, California called Locum, L-O-K-U-M, which I believe is Turkish for specifically Turkish delight. So this store in Santa Barbara, California makes this crazy high-end Turkish delight. And uh, I encourage everyone to Google Locum, L-O-K-U-M, SB is actually the website, L-O-K-U-M-S-B, as in Santa Barbara. And it is ridiculous looking. It is re it is so good. Turkish Kristen, Delight is so good. Yeah, Kristen, for uh, your knowledge, because I didn't know either, it's a jelly candy made with rose water, bergamot, cinnamon, and orange, and can include coconut, dry fruit, or nuts. The sort of thing a person who orders a $400 steak would love. Yeah. Oh my. The Turkish can delight. That's what they're known for. And their coffee. Have you ever actually had uh, I believe it is called Turkish pulled coffee? Have you ever had it before? Mm -mm. No. I have not either, but I've always wanted it's like one of those international delicacies that I want a properly pulled cup of Turkish coffee. They they heat it in these little copper things on hot sand. And the heat from the sand boils the coffee. Mm. You've, you've seen it on what? the TikToks. Hot, hot sand boils coffee. <laughs> Are you being a doubting Thomas? Yes. 
hot sand can reach a temperature that can boil water. Dame, I don't want to alarm you, but your mind may be blown on a video I'm going to show you later today. Okay. Of uh, I wait. sand boiled coffee. <laughs> Sounds gritty. <laughs> um. Oh, Jameson says he's totally seen the vids. He see if if listener, uh, all time listener, Jameson has seen it. Despite the extra vowels in his name, I think we can just say that that's a good thing. Do you believe everything you see on the internet, Pete? Yes. Okay. 100%. All right. Then uh, we're off and running. I'm going to tell an inappropriate story from my house this morning that will likely get me in trouble. <laughs> Only if somebody tells. <laughs> no one say anything to anyone involved in this. So it's about 7.55. I like to leave at 7.59. Kristen, you're saying, why such a specific time? But, but of course you're not saying that because you know me, right? Ted is downstairs in his pajamas. Hmm. Ted, go upstairs because I got to take you to school. And we were leaving in four minutes. He goes up upstairs. Uh, all of a sudden, there's a great deal of commotion. Mrs. Planner climbs the stairs. Ted is not wearing his school clothes. <laughs> Also not wearing his pajamas any longer mm. and is in the hallway doing crunches. And my daughter is screaming, let him cook, let him cook as we admonish him for not being ready. I've been laughing all morning about just the visual. Okay. So he's like a little scrawny boy doing crunches, not clothed and and we go upstairs to admonish him for this, and our daughter screams, let him cook, and it, it was a moment. <laughs> if you don't take time for fitness, Pete, who's going to? I mean, you got to take care of the temple. The temple. Okay. Are we ready for <laughs> Let him cook, man. Let's go. Okay, 12 minutes in. Wow. Yeah, that was a great intro today. I don't know if it was. Pete um, clearly has nowhere to be today. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm going to do the next time you guys are in the office. I think next Thursday, is someone here next week? I'm there Thursday. Oh, thanks for the invite. Yeah. I, the next time you both are here, I will make sure I have some Turkish delight. Is that fair? <laughs> I, I'd rather have a donut. No. Well, <clears throat> all right. Be fine. <laughs> okay. Let's do a show. Oh, what's the, what are we talking about? Uh, do you want, you do you want to do your segment first? Yeah. 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 Okay. Great. Three, two, one. I'm waiting to the top. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's askpete at petetheplanner.com. And here's what happens. Sometimes we answer your questions. Sometimes I just talk about what I want to talk about. And by I, I mean me. And by we, I mean Kristen Alanius and Damien Dunn. Hello, Kristen. Hello, Pete. Hello, Dame. Hello. Um, I I have a rant. <laughs> Oh I, yeah, we're gonna start off on a little negative foot this morning. I don't like negativity. I'm not a a negative feller, uh, but I'm so bothered and I'm so over something. And so we are gonna start there today. We are then gonna move on to Kristen. What uh, retirement plan changes for 2024? Very close. Retirement plan deposits in 2024. <laughs> we're close. Very close. The change of deposits. Uh. Perhaps for you. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> okay. And then the third segment is what we like to call Turkish Delight. Ooh. All right. Dame, do you read the uh, periodicals? Uh, uh, occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Kristen, Not was as there often. a periodicals section at your library when you were a kid, or did they change the name to magazines? Um, You know... To be perfectly honest, when you said that word, I wasn't entirely sure what you were referencing. Oh so, no. <laughs> well, I'm glad, though, honestly, because, Dame, do you remember when you were a kid and you went to the library and there was the periodical section and you were just, like, dumbfounded? You're like, what? No, I was drawn to that because they had the newspapers hanging on the sticks that you could go over. and It was just, it was awesome. You feel like a, like a, a grown-up. Kristen, have you ever seen a newspaper hung on a stick? I don't believe that I have. Pete, anyway. have you? 
Of course. Okay, just making sure. You you and I are both. <laughs> I, thought, I was panicking there for a second. We're the guys from the Muppets. We're in the balcony. <laughs> and Kristen is Kermit the Frog. Oh. I don't know. I didn't want to choose a different Muppet, so I just went with the main character. <laughs> okay. So this week in central Indiana, yet another prominent financial advisor was accused of massive fraud and a scam. Mm. taking an ex accused by oh i don't know the secretary of state of indiana oh, oh. <laughs> the securities division of of uh redeploying two million dollars of customer funds to purchase a home in carmel indiana and dame you've been at this game for a long time in indiana and here's what i know since roughly the year 2000, some 24 years or so, it feels like we're ground zero for Ponzi schemes and fraud and acts of financial malfeasance. And I'm sick of it. Is it, I will pause for a second. Is it me or is Indiana somehow the Ponzi scheme capital of the world? I mean, there's a lot of them. I, I mean, I, I would hesitate to say ground zero. I, I would like to think a lot of these are more regional stories and we just don't get wind of the vast majority of them. But you think of like Bernie Madoff. I mean, that was national news, but was it national news because it was involving a lot of really, really wealthy people and the numbers were really large. But it does, we do have our fair share of, of these uh, events. And because, yeah, f- thank you. I'm sorry I stepped on either. Kristen, because we just completed our budget processes here at uh, our organization i am not going to name names today <laughs> because i am not interested in, in taking our legal spend up this year fair fair game are you good with that yeah Kristen, you're good with that i am absolutely okay we would rather reallocate so i will speak in generalities also every profession has bad apples mm-hmm. every single one doctors lawyers clergy police officers teachers politicians mm-hmm. Radio shows. Some more than others. Yeah. Radio shows. Um, But somehow, every time I read one of these stories, it bothers me as much as anything because I I, I have witnessed, Dame knows this, I have witnessed a person in a room realize that they were scammed for a lot of money by an unscrupulous person. I was there the moment the realization happened and all of the oxygen in the world was sucked out of that room. And we're just there feeling the shame and anger. And, and so every time I read one of these stories, I think about the hundreds, sometimes, sometimes thousands of people that are going through that same oxygen deprivation that I had to witness a few years ago. So here's the thing about this. When you try to say, well, well, how do you make sure you don't get caught up with with, with the crooks? It's it's harder than you think. And I think that's the saddest part because there are crooks at tiny firms. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, Dane, people are like, well, if they're a tiny firm, then they've got looser compliance. But arguably true. Some of the biggest cases, as you might note, and Dame did mention a New York-based fraudster, uh, there are crooks at mega firms. There are pseudo celebrity crooks who, who, you know, when they show up in the paper, like, Oh, I saw this person on TV and there's crooks you've never heard of. So you can't go, Oh, this person just wants to be a celebrity. And that's why they're a crook. There are male crooks, Dame. Mm-hmm. And allegedly there are female crooks too. But if we're being honest, most of them, mostly male crooks. <clears throat> yeah. Some are driven by greed, some are driven by addiction, some driven by ego. Some are really great liars. <laughs> yeah. And some aren't that great a liar. So if you did a little bit of due diligence, you could sniff it out potentially before everything goes down. So what I'd love to do, and this feels like it's bleeding into two segments, <laughs> so I'm so sorry, Kristen. Did I blow up your show? A little no. bit. No. Kristen, when have I ever been known to ruin your plans? That has never happened. <laughs> I just want to talk about some, some due diligence that you, you have to do. 
you have to do. And I'm going to give you a shining vague example because I don't want to get sued. Damn, you got to go to broker check. It is the lowest, lowest hanging fruit that exists. If a person is giving you guidance specifically about your investments, go to brokercheck.finra.org, search their name. And Dame, what will that often do? It will shoot you off to the SEC website, won't it? Very frequently it will, yes. And then you can search for them there. And here's what you might find there, is that the person who's giving you guidance has what we like to call disclosures in our industry on their report. Kristen, have you spent much time at BrokerCheck? Um, I have. I'm a sleuth. I like to look. Mm-hmm. Have you ever come upon a <laughs> a man? <laughs> because that's what it often is. Who has disclosures on their record? Yes, I have. And when you read through the disclosures, they're pretty enlightening. They're not vague at all. Actually, no. it's all right there. Oh, yep. All the information you need, it's there. And so if you were researching someone who's giving you securities advice that you met in their office or whatever, and you went to broker check, you saw a disclosure and it said settlement for $72,000 because of this or this or this, what are you thinking, Kristen? I'm thinking that maybe I need to interview some additional financial professionals. So about eight years ago, nine years ago, eight years ago, massive case of financial fraud in central Indiana from one of the biggest financial shops in the world, the local office, biggest broker gets caught for excessive trading. Okay. Lovely. And this is 2015 ish, not naming names. If his clients would have gone to broker check, they would have seen that nine years prior, he had a disclosure for the very thing that blew up in 2015. Yikes. And so it's with that. I need to calm down. <laughs> I need to pour myself some chamomile tea with maybe some bergamot. And we'll come back after the break. I will continue my thoughts in this regard. It will be very exciting. You will be very frustrated. And you will learn right here on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. It's a little wound up. Wait, was it, are we doing okay, though? Yeah. Um, set... Um, if you set me up to talk about financial literacy as part of this conversation, I think I have a really nice segue into what you mentioned in pre-show. Great. Great. Might just work. Might just work. I love it when a plan comes together, then I ruin it. (laughs) Uh, Jameson. (laughs) I... I, I, I'm writing the column. I'm submitting my column. I'm actually going through my column, people, listener, people, that I'm submitting next week to a periodical. Will, will that name names? No. I mean, oh. no. And for the same thing, like, I, this, I this isn't about the names. I love this topic. <laughs> I mean, I hate that we have to talk about it, but. It's awful. It's awful. You know, uh, oh, God, please, sir. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm stepping on you last week or this week. And last right. week, I was mean to Kristen. <laughs> we'll blame it on technology. I, I was at a, uh, a comedy show, very, very small room comedy show a couple of years ago. Guys up there. I think I mentioned this this uh, show to you. Was I in the show? No. Okay. Uh, I was like, wait, this, are you going to say something awkward here? This guy was was up there trying his hardest but the room was not supporting his efforts it was could be because he wasn't all that funny are you sure it wasn't me i'm pretty sure it wasn't you (laughs) but the guy might have alluded to his career during the time he was up there at least what he proposed his career pretended his career was so being me i pulled out my phone in the middle of the show and went to broker check you have never told me this story Have you? I, I thought I did. Maybe There's I did. There's no way you've told me that. Wait, so this this last few months, you've told us you get punched in the face in an adult soccer game. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. In this broker check story, and these have never been shared with me. I do. Are we even friends? <laughs> Continuing Guess on. not. I managed to find the guy, and he had disclosures. What? 
I was like, you know what? I'd normally say stick to your day job, but in this case, you earn every non-laugh you get on stage. (sighs) Okay. I want everyone right now who's listening to the show, that's watching it on the live stream, if you have someone who gives you financial advice and know the three of us don't count because we don't actually give you investment advice. And if you, if you think we give you investment advice, you are wrong. Don't listen to our investment advice. Not what we do. And by the way, there's no compensation exchange. We're not your financial advisor. But if you have one with someone who thinks they are, go to broker check right now, search them out. Here's what I know when I print this column next week, or I don't print it. I don't. Uh, I don't actually. I don't do a lot of manual labor. But when it is printed, I guarantee you, people will do the search that I'm asking you to do, and people will find some stuff, and I will feel good about it. As you should. Every once in a while, I feel good. Usually involves beef, mm. and that this is the other use of beef, which is conflict. <laughs> Others, okay. Um, let's go back in three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show, talking financial fraud from financial advisors, primarily in central Indiana, because that's what we're known for. So, Dame, first thing a person is to do is to go to broker check. In fact, if you're listening here right now with your ear holes, I encourage you to go to broker check right now. Brokercheck.finra.org. If the person uh, in, in without getting too technical, in certain circumstances. You will have a disclosure there, and it will also offer to take you to the SEC version of that site, which looks oddly similar, and there will be disclosures or no disclosures there. If you have a disclosure, read about it. It's very clear. It it, it is not vague. Of all the dumb things pseudo-quasi-governmental agencies do, they they are often vague. Dame, this is not vague. It is very spelled out. Yes, not at all. Uh, Can I get a timeout, by the way? Oh my gosh, yes. What? <clears throat> Let's say you are walking into an office, a financial advisor. Hold office. on a second. Yeah. Oh, I'm there. I, and I sit down. Uh, yeah, okay. And the, uh, the representative, the advisor I'm talking to, slides a folder across the table. Shoot. Oh, that was really good. I'm Michael Winslow. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm a Michael Winslow. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Hold on. All right. Uh, would you be questioning things a little bit, or would you be reassured if if part of that intro meeting or that that interview, the advisor you're talking to had their broker check printed out for you to examine? Dude, I love that. I mean, it's like getting a Carfax. Mm-hmm. I would. What, what do you think? Well, Chris, let's go to Chris. Well, it's, you're the, it's your timeout, Dame. Can you call on somebody? I'm, ah, ah. I transfer my timeout. What? I transfer my timeout to you. Okay. Chris, go. I think I would feel really good about that. And there could be reasons why financial professionals don't do that proactively. Like I think about my situation specifically. I had been an advisor for five whole minutes. I'm not showing someone <laughs> my my report because I have been licensed <clears throat> for five whole minutes. Yeah. And while I had an undergraduate degree in the field, which is not a requirement, by the way, while I had the education that made me feel like I had more than five minutes of experience, I'm not sure how much confidence that would have yielded in my prospects and clients. <laughs> I would love it. And I think it's an amazing thing to do. And I, I've sort of skipped over this, but... Dame, today we're we are both talking as financial professionals, but we're also talking as consumers. We we really dislike financial malfeasance. Like we 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 it bothers us to no end. But you know who it bothers the most? Honest financial advisors. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. I, you know, go ahead. No, I I was just going to say, yeah, you're right. It absolutely bothers good financial advisors because it puts a, a black check mark by everybody's name in the industry. Mm-hmm. And when people are already skeptical about what we do or what we, you and I did, but what the, the industry does and the value they provide, any story like this is just going to drive one more wedge in between somebody who really needs the help and the people that can give it to them. I know that this bothers financial advisors because every time one of these stories breaks, 
my text messages <laughs> and my emails go bananas, droves, honestly, droves of links to the article and with some pithy commentary along the lines of <laughs> told you, told you. Oh, so uh, not that uh, it may have been widely known, but potentially suspected that something was fishy going on at that uh, that firm amongst the uh, the industry. Most people here locally, I people in the biz have their suspicions. I'll say that. Uh, I will also. I'm gonna. It is not a bad idea to also go to the Indiana Criminal. <laughs> records database and mm -hmm. search your advisor's name. And I say this because as Damien knows, and Kristen, you know this too, um, did, if you have an arrest, it must be disclosed on your U4 and it can make you surrender your insurance licenses. And in one recent uh, act of malfeasance here in central Indiana, there was prominent uh, news of a person's criminal activity and it would have all shown up in the insurance because the, the, their insurance licenses would have been expired or surrendered because they had to by law. Yet people were still purchasing insurance products from this person. Yeah, that, that website, by the way, is mycase, M-Y-C-A-S-E dot I-N dot gov, mycase dot in dot gov. You can find all sorts of fun stuff about your friends and family. Yes, you can. Website. Can I just say, uh, this is not about looking at a person's missteps and saying people can't make mistakes and people do not make bad judgments and are unredeemable. This is to say, if my all of my financial future relies on the trustworthiness of an individual controlling it i want to know their arrest history and i'm sorry well, actually i am i am not sorry about not being sorry about this because it matters it matters so so much you know Something that is sticking out to me as we're talking about this is we had a couple people in the live chat mention that they didn't know to go to broker check. And Pete, when you started this segment or the previous segment, you were talking about the shame that people felt when you could just feel the shame when you were in the room with oh. someone who found out. And that's where this, that it, it's a full circle thing because it's the shame of feeling like you're in over your head when it comes to these conversations and maybe an unwillingness to ask for help because your financial literacy in this space is maybe not where it should be to make an informed decision. And when I say financial literacy in this context, I mean your financial skills, your financial knowledge, and your financial self-efficacy. You can't know what you don't know, and you can't apply knowledge that you don't have. If someone doesn't know to go to broker check, they can't they can't practice the skill of vetting that financial professional if it's a website they didn't know they should be consulting anyway. Was that show moment of the year? Right yeah, there? she's really smart. <laughs> that was unbelievable. And, and and to that point, Kristen, you get into this idea of the two primary emotions that drive financial decision making being fear and greed. If you don't understand that from a literacy component, you go to one of these unscrupulous advisors, they pick up on your fear and or greed, they stoke it. That is what the basis for deceiving you. Yep. 100% is capitalizing on you feeling like, like I, like I said, like, like you are not fully prepared to participate in that conversation. And you might not even realize the tells that you're giving someone, because when I'm talking to someone like at your money line about a topic, if I'm not totally sure that I think that they understand what I'm saying, because that happens a lot in Damon I's work is we'll be talking to someone and I'm like, I'm not sure that they're on the same page as me. I might with all the love and care in the world kind of set them up a little bit and if the, then their response can be really revealing to me there could be people who are using that against you that technique uh dame i'm going right now i just went to broker check and to further a point here um one of the more recent cases in central indiana of uh, rampant fraud 
mm-hmm. allegedly. I'm not getting involved with that. If the person had gone to broker check, they would learn this person isn't registered and the person is giving investment advice. Yeah. No. They, they only had insurance licenses, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know people like to draw a distinction between insurance and investment uh, advice and all those sorts of things. But if you're being asked to liquidate a security, and you know what? We're picking up on that after the break. I'm sorry. I'm on a heater. Kristen, oh I have blown up your entire show today. It's okay. But hey, it's hard to get me this emotional about something other than Tottenham Hotspurs. All right. Coming up after the break, more on crooks, stinking crooks, right here on the Pizza Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. I I get the feeling the three of us are massive internet sleuths. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I I've been accused by my wife of being creepy. Unapologetic is what I am. I I know some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's have a moment of complete honesty here, and I'm okay with it. I want I want you to know, and you don't have to take the bait. You don't, and you okay. never have to take the bait. Have you ever looked up my criminal history on Indiana criminal records? I just did. There's a there. If you don't include the N, there there is a lot of Peter Dunn. So if somebody's out there, and maybe they've already done it. <laughs> There are a lot of Peter Dunn's, uh, and they are not our Peter Dunn. Um, I'm okay if you have. I have done. Uh, I am. I have criminal record, and it's from speeding tickets. <laughs> That's it. Because yeah. in Indiana, all speeding tickets are are, are there. It's not about because in some states there's criminal speed, which is an excessive speed. In Indiana, it's all there. So I think. Oh my God. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say I haven't had a speeding ticket in a while. I just want you to know that I'm not going to say that phrase. <laughs> okay. A lot are from the past. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say to that point, Dame, this is not going to apply to Dame. I have slowed down as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. I'm in less of a hurry. I don't care. But Dame, you're a car guy. You're driving a freaking supercar i mean you're not slowing down. you're driving like an idiot it depends on the vehicle i'm in and and the circumstances i don't drive like an idiot around people i drive like an idiot when i'm, I'm the only person i'm gonna hurt aaron notes on the live stream that one of the peter duns is not paying child support <laughs> yeah it looks like your last uh oh is that me was it around 2010 because it was more than just a uh no that can't be you no, it's, I mean, I, I, uh, I've only had sp- my only brush with the law was speeding tickets. Ah, this can't be it then, because it says you were driving while suspended. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's probably, that's probably not. Oh, that's funny. Lovely. No, Our, yeah. It never occurred to me to look up the two of you. I just took you at your word. That was uh, naive, huh? Damien's got all sorts of Krav Maga incidences. <laughs> I think my speeding ticket's probably in here. I'll look real quick. What prize did you get? Depends on what state you're talking about. <laughs> All right, Kristen, I feel like I forgot my ultimate point. Um, Uh-oh. What? No, yeah. There Insurances. Oh, if no. someone's telling you to liquidate a security uh, who doesn't have securities license or licensure. No, I said, yeah, I said that. I think I ended there. Oh, I thought you and you were like, and we're going to pick back up. So I thought you wanted to like. I know. I thought it too. But now we started talking about criminal records. Yeah. Uh, no, Dame, you got me thinking about that suspended license. That might be me. 2010. Why would you, why would you have a suspended license? Okay, 2010. Can yeah. you pull down the address of the plaintiff? Is it me? Uh, let me get back to it. Hold on. Here's what I think happened. I got a speeding ticket in Colorado. I've told Dame, I've told no, you this story. I don't I don't think so. My sister said to use his birthday to filter out the other yeah. Peter Duns. Yeah. Okay, don't get my birthday over the air. Um I I had a speeding ticket in Colorado and when I, I had to mail in payment back into Colorado. Um, it's, it's you. <laughs> yeah. And the check. Okay. Okay. This is what happened. The check never got there. So one night I was just driving and I got pulled over. I wasn't speeding. I wasn't doing anything. And, and it was, I was in my neighborhood and the police officer said, you, you, your license plate, your license is suspended. And I was like, 
what? Uh, <laughs> because I had mailed the check like two weeks before and they never got it. So I had to go to, I think I went to court. You did. <laughs> <laughs> and I showed them like the canceled check and I, and it got taken care of or not the canceled check. I showed them the check register of writing it. It says that it was dismissed. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ooh. hilarious. <laughs> God, yeah. I got sweaty there. Yeah. Well, it all worked out for you on, uh, on the internet and in real life. How, how did I, let's just go this way. I didn't knowingly drive on a suspended license. How about that? That's I, different. I love Rochelle's comment. <laughs> you didn't go to hand them the check. Oh, is that is that a cut on my uh, my mortgage payment? Yes, <laughs> Rochelle. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Rochelle is now in the running for listener of the year. <laughs> Holy cow, Rochelle! Off the top rope. <laughs> wow! Just elbow. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Um, Dane, we have one of our colleagues, newer colleagues, just joined the team coming into town uh, to for onboarding stuff, sure. right? And at first, I thought this person's onboarding was going to match up when my mortgages do, and I thought about <laughs> taking them with me <laughs> to go pay the mortgage. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go have lunch, but first, but first, I got to swing by this thing. Why? I've got to pay my mortgage. <laughs> Oh, Rochelle. Uh, okay. I don't think I have anything else to say about the advisor thing. I think I don't. Um, okay. So then what do you want the third segment to be? The well, I want it to be whatever you, 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 this thing that you worked on. Oh, well, we can either do that or we can do the emergency fund thing. Either one. I don't care. Damien, choose. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not the boss. <laughs> okay, I'll choose. In three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. You know, Kristen, the turn of the year means that the government has likely changed how much money you can put into your retirement plan in a tax-advantaged way. And what we have found here at Your Money Line is people often don't adjust because they have crazy end-of-the-year shenanigans that uh, tire them out and make them unable to follow through on important adult tasks. So what we would like to do today is to talk about retirement plan deposits in all aspects, including aspects that I may not have mentioned because I potentially un misunderstood <laughs> the topic. <laughs> Go ahead. So we are big advocates of power percentage around here, not just because it's a proprietary metric, but because it's arguably one of the best financial metrics that exists. By the way, did I really missed the boat on this, didn't I? Yeah, well, yeah. A, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, but it's okay. Well, <laughs> good, good. And so we, uh, in an attempt to continue to improve your power percentage, we wanted to look specifically at retirement plan deposits because it is the beginning of the year and say, what can I do to improve my power percentage when specifically with ret retirement plan deposits. And in the last segment, I mentioned what is now my favorite definition of financial literacy, which I know, Pete, in the past, you have not always been the biggest fan of the term financial literacy. And so the team that Dame and I work on, we have adopted this new definition that has three pillars that in our opinion, make the term feel less loaded. So that's financial skills, financial knowledge, and financial self-efficacy. So I just kind of wanted to take some time to talk about retirement plan deposits, improving our financial literacy, improving our power percentage. Um, and I don't know if Damien, maybe you want to mention what skills, knowledge, and self-efficacy actually are. <laughs> like, no, I, I don't I don't know no uh, skills you have to be able to put your your knowledge into practice so in retirement plan deposits if we're talking about that is how's that money getting there how, how do you know how to make sure that you are benefiting your future self and potentially arguably your present self by making those retirement plan deposits how is it happening knowledge 
what kind of retirement account do you want to use? Uh, is it going to be an employer-sponsored one? Is it going to be an IRA? Is there a match involved? What's the vesting schedule of that? There's all sorts of bits of knowledge when you're talking about retirement plan deposits that you need to know. You absolutely need to know them. And then self-efficacy. If you know the stuff and you know how to do the stuff, but maybe there's been some experience in your life, whatever it is, that makes you doubt what's going on, or you're just not sure you're, you can't pull the trigger on it. You got to be confident enough in what you know and how to do it to go out and do it. Those are the three pillars we're talking about. Skills, knowledge, self-efficacy. So please in, in the retirement plan deposit space specifically, we have found that in our anecdotal experience, we suspect that people are great at like two of these and maybe falling a little short on one and perhaps unknowingly, which was evident in the conversation that we just had. There were people in our Facebook, or in our Facebook live comments who clearly are working with a financial professional because they knew that was the right thing to do, but didn't know they should be looking at broker check. So like when we're talking about retirement plan deposits specifically, one of the skills that we have to learn how to do is we have to to learn how to have money conversations about the importance of retirement because collectively we are deficient. Is it fair to say this there's an equivalency here with nutrition at home to say like, okay, there's one thing to have access to nutritious foods to prepare, but even the knowledge that there is the concept of nutrition. At one point in time, I believe the FDA came up with the food pyramid, mm -hmm. right? And that was an attempt to try to, to educate people there. We, we have learned <laughs> that that has pivoted uh, over time. But to your point, Kristen, it is that, that, that very basic level of education. And then the efficacy appointment to be able to, to advocate for yourself is so wildly important. Yeah. There's so many parallels between the work that we do in like fitness, nutrition, health. I mean, all day, every day. And you're exactly right. I had that very conversation this week about how people can't know what they don't know when it comes to nutrition. And that absolutely applies to your personal finances too. And Dame, it keeps evolving. I mean, I'm reading articles now about how to live your best physical fitness as you approach your 50s. Yeah. And so I'm reading about, hey, bucko back down on the cardio and, and, and get some weight training in. And, and by the way, that advice did not exist in bulk 20 years ago. No, oh, yeah, no, no, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we think about, you know, there are two things that people are incredibly self-conscious. A lot of people are incredibly self-conscious about their, their weight and their fitness and their money, their financial situation. And I think a conversation that we kind of had last week about social media, some of those barriers are coming down for younger generations where that's, it's just kind of all out there for everybody to see. And we'll, time will tell whether or not that's a good thing, but for the rest of us, for those of us approaching our fifties, we have to figure out how to have these conversations, just an honest, thoughtful, empathetic way, because Pete, you and I have been in this industry I don't know. It seems like forever at this point. Do you know everything to, that goes on in this industry? Do you know, like every in and out? No, nobody. We don't. And that's a, frankly why a lot of advisors niche. They, they find a, a small group of people that they like to work with that, that do certain things because even they know that they can't know everything. What shot, what reasonable expectation should the average individual have that they know everything about finance too? They shouldn't take that burden off your shoulders. Find trusted professionals that can work with you to get you to those financial goals that you've got. You have to be able to do that because you can't, you likely can't do it all yourself. Dame, I've gotten to the point, honestly, and this is uh, oversharing. I believe I am approaching the I've forgotten more about finance than many people know <laughs> but, <laughs> and in well, a negative sense. Like I, there's so much to know. Yeah. Dame, you know, at least in the last couple of years, I'm so far out of the day-to-day -day advice that our team <laughs> provides. I've forgotten. I really have forgotten. And and that is that is there's so much to know and staying current on that is wildly mm -hmm. important. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of new, you know, legislative changes and new developments and new products. You can't be, you've got other things to worry about, Pete. You can't be expected to stay up on that. Neither can the average individual. You just can't put that burden on yourself, that expectation. 
Chris and I even think about things like, oh, the changes of what you can use a 529 plan for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what percent of people actually know that? I mean, seriously, what percent of people actually know the massive changes there? Very. Five? Oh, no. maybe, no. maybe. And then that opens a door for people with less than pure intentions. Like I just had a conversation with someone in my personal life who was like, I don't want to use a 529 because what if my kid doesn't want to go to school? Mm-hmm. And they had someone who, again, likely had not the best intentions trying to push them toward a different product. And it's like, uh, and they were preying on the lack of knowledge and the skills to be able to find these additional resources. And little did they know that their best friend is very financially educated. So I was like, absolutely not. This is not what we do. But if you don't have that person to turn to and you don't know where to find those resources, that's how the previous two segments, that's how those stories happen. If you tell me that product was an insurance product of some sort, I'm going to punch the air. I didn't, I didn't say anything, but with great force and technique, yeah, it will be very sorry. (laughs) Um, Dame, this also makes me think of public service loan forgiveness Mm -hmm. is the Mm -hmm. ultimate version that we touch on a daily basis here at your money line of, I didn't know. I mean, pretty wild stuff. I mean, we're taught and that's not, that's not judgment. It's just like, of course, there's a lot going on. I can't expect you to know it, but if you did, Maybe you would have gotten a, a lot of student loans forgiven that you've been paying on and get a, a refund in the process. So, Kristen, thank you for your grace in not throwing me completely under the bus for misunderstanding the topic. You're welcome. And we'll do that during the break. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to come back. The show has been a heater, as they call it in the biz. I don't I don't know if anybody calls it that. Uh, we're going to come back with Biggest Waste of Money of the Week. I'm pretty sure I'm going to stump both people today on Biggest Waste of Money of the Week. And the news, I may even have a guessing game. All of that is next right here on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. Kristen, I'm sorry. I'm, I'd am i say I'm embarrassed, but you know, I'm not that embarrassed. No, not even. Actually not makes for a better show. She, she made it work. <clears throat> of course she did. She's Kristen. <laughs> I just want to look up every financial advisor I know right now on Broker Track. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my case. Dame, you and I used to be on it. I don't I'm not I'm not. I, I just checked. I am not on it anymore. Really? I, yeah, I'm, I'm not either. I fell off. Oh. Which is great. I mean, I don't I'm not licensed. Great. Yeah. I was. How long ago did your guys' licenses lapse? Uh, mine was 2012 or 13. Uh mine would have been 10 years. I bet it's 10 years. Mine would have been 2010 or 11. Yeah, so maybe 10 years. I don't know. Am I on there? Oh, what state? <laughs> it Indiana. was, uh, no, I was licensed in Illinois. Oh, I've heard of that. that. Sounds nice. Actually, I'm not going to put the state because, oh, there you are. Hey, there girl. <laughs> Disclosure. Whatever. <laughs> Disclosure. Not a disclosure. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Not a disclosure. One firm, three exams passed. I got your middle name here. We won't share it with the people. Uh, Midwestern securities trading, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, you passed the series seven, uh, September 27th of 2016 on the first try. No, no me neither. <laughs> Dame, did you pass the seven on the first try? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't say it like that. Um, it's in- hard. In my defense, the seven, I was told, hey, schedule your exam, and then if you don't feel ready, we'll move your test date. And I was not allowed to move my test date, and I missed it, I believe, by one, because you have to get, like, whatever this... 70. 70. Yeah. It was... I was not happy. (laughs) Uh, My excuse is maybe a little bit more classic. Um, I was a college student. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was during finals week. Yay. Uh, but of course, as Dane would note, it's not like I studied for finals. Yeah. <laughs> you have plenty of time. I'm not sure what was going on. Uh, Jameson notes, does it show her master's degree? You know, it doesn't. Uh-huh. It doesn't. Um, anyway, Kristen, congratulations on no disclosures. Thank you. No disclosures. When we hire people in your department and they were previously financial advisor. Do we do broker checks? I think I looked at her up when, uh, before I hired her, if I remember correctly. Okay. Just checking. 
All right, let's do a show. I got to go. Uh, hold on a second. I'm not ready. <laughs> this is fun. This is fun what we do here. Sometimes. Okay, three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week right here on the Pizza Planner Show is a product which I'm going to tell you about. The Yellow Leaf Hammock Throne. Hammocks are generally used for outdoor relaxation. While the yellow leaf hammock throne can accommodate that purpose, <laughs> it's sleek enough for indoor use. Can I get a quick timeout? Of course. There's going to be a piece of copy coming here in a few minutes that is going to take your breath away. <laughs> it is awkward at best, and we're going to have to talk about it, and I'll let you determine what it is when I'm done. All right. I'm back in. It has a maple wood frame sustainably grown and harvested in the USA and crafted at Fancher Chair in Western New York. Timeout number two. Mm-hmm. This also suggests that I did some show prep today. True. Time in. The stand has a U-shaped base containing an internal cross-roller ball bearing for 360-degree rotation. Marine-grade weatherproofing lets it survive the elements outside a 46-inch diameter means it doesn't dominate indoor space. Yes. And the unique form of the hammock itself is designed to never flip over. Made in Thailand by well-paid workers, <laughs> the hammock consists of over two and a half miles of super soft yarn for ultimate comfort. Oh, <laughs> my... Well paid is very subjective. Well, I have literally never read a product description that says, hey, this is made in this country by well paid workers. Methinks someone is overcompensating yeah. for something that they feel is sensitive. And also, of course, we want people to uh, be well paid. Like, not the point, but that's sort of super awkward to call out in the copy, is it not? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Kristen. You don't have the dad vibe, so I don't think you enjoy a hammock the way Dame and I do. No, no. Um, but what what are we thinking here? No, I do have one on my Amazon wish list, though. Really? For the camper, yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. What do we think here? Um, let's go. You know, if these people weren't well paid, I feel like my guess would be different. <laughs> um, Jeez, look at you. Look at you. Let's let's go five hundred dollars. Five hundred. Uh, American, or are we going with the Turkish oh. lira? Yeah. <laughs> Certainly not the Turkish lira. All right, Dame. Uh, it looks uncomfortable. It's <laughs> pretentious. <laughs> there are well-paid people in Thailand making it for people in New York to sell. Uh, this thing's got to be uh, $2,100. $3,999. Dave, what's in the news this week? Well, Pete, um, something you said earlier caught my ear. Hmm. Thanks for listening. And I, I, I want to make sure that I keep you going on this heater you've got going because oh, you said no. there were two things that get you fired up. Stories like we discussed today and stories about billionaire Joe Lewis pleading guilty to insider trading this week. Lewis, an investor who owns Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and looks like a Bond villain, copped to one count of conspiracy to commit securities fraud and two counts of securities fraud. Quote, I knew at the time what I was doing was wrong, and I am so embarrassed, he told the judge. <laughs> Prosecutors claim he tipped off girlfriends and staff including as pilots yeah. to non-public info about companies he had invested in. The 86-year-old who was out on bail with a 322-foot yacht and a private plane as collateral faces up to 45 years in prison, but is likely to be sentenced to less. There if, you, is. if you can't share inside information with the pilot of your private jet and a lover, who can you share private information with? He he really said, I told my girlfriends, plural, and then said, I knew it was wrong and I'm not sorry. No, no. The prosecutors claim he tipped off girlfriends and staff, including as pilots. But he just said he knew what he was doing was wrong. And he is so embarrassed. 
Okay. Okay. Look, do not judge Tottenham Hotspur based on their ownership and or uh, uh, management. Uh, <laughs> let's judge them on the pitch. <laughs> Dame, that's that's dirty. That is dirty that's because bad. Tottenham has in a massive, massive game today, three p.m. versus City. It had and everything you wanted. It had insider trading. It had you know securities yeah. fraud. It had your team. I mean, this is like your story. I must wear my Tottenham jersey today, but I have a lunch where I have to look like a, I don't know, the CEO of a company. So I didn't wear it today. And you chose that shirt? Oh, that's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what else is in the news? Pete, I am very curious as to what your reaction to this one's going to be. Applebee's year-long subscription for weekly date nights sold out within minutes on Monday. The restaurant chain's website appeared to crash on Monday afternoon, soon after Eastern time, no, noon Eastern time, when the coveted $200 date night pass went on sale. Due to popular demand, the Applebee's date night pass is sold out, the chain posted on its website a short time later. In a statement released later on Monday, an Applebee's spokesman confirmed that the passes had sold in one minute. The company declined to disclose how many passes were sold. The passes include up to $30 of food and non-alcoholic beverages per use and are valid 52 times between February 1st of this year and January 31st of next. When all 52 discounts are redeemed, a pass has the value of roughly $1,500, 200 bucks for $1,500 worth of food at an Applebee's. Deal or no deal? Deal. Okay. Chris, Kristen? Deal. And honestly, the only way that story would have been better is if you would have said it was Chili's. You know, I have a something to admit. Uh, when I was in high school, there was a Applebee's that I used to take dates to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the reason I took them to this particular Applebee's was because in the entryway, they would put tchotchkes and memorabilia uh-huh. from the local high school. High school. And, whatnot. Uh-huh. and it just so happened that they grabbed the yearbook from my high school. And there was a picture of me as the captain of the football team that was right in the entryway and I'd, I would walk in with an unsuspecting young lady. I was, I was, and I'd be like, Oh, I asked them to take that down. Oh, and, and, and I'm like, come on, baby, let's go get some riblets. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's true. And that's it's so true. So embarrassing. It, it is. But Dame, does anything capture an 18 year old Peter Dunn quite like that? No, I believe every single word you just said. <laughs> that is so true. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed, but look, we are who we are. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in the news? The craze for Stanley stainless steel drinking cups reached new levels last week when a woman was arrested and accused of stealing 65 of them worth almost $2,500 from a store in California. Police in Roseville and Placer County, northeast of Sacramento, said Sunday that they were called Wednesday. Do the math to a report uh, of a theft from a store on Stamford Ranch Road in the city. Staff saw the woman taking a shopping cart full of Stanley water balls without paying for them. The suspect refused to stop for staff and stuffed her car with the stolen merchandise, police said in a statement. An officer spotted the suspect's vehicle as it entered Highway 65 and initiated the traffic stop. The so far unnamed woman of Sacramento was arrested and accused of grand theft. I have a picture that I wish I could share. I should have sent it to you. The the hood of the police cruiser is covered in Stanley's. It is absolutely hilarious. Kristen, I would like to try a joke on the fly and have you be the only person to tell me whether it's funny or not. Okay, go. When police confronted her and said, ma'am, did you pay for all of these Stanley's? She was heard screaming, not Yeti. Punny. So no? Not. Nah. <laughs> you know what was... <laughs> Sometimes the silence cuts, <laughs> but in this case, since I can see you, your facial expression is what salted the wounds. My face is very honest. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, your sister laughed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, Dame, thanks for your contributions to this whole year thing. It was great. And Kristen, thank you for being you. You're welcome. Uh, and for everyone else, I'm sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. Go to brokercheck.finra.org. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the show.
I so badly want someone to look for their broker and then email me if they found something, a disclosure. Should I put that in the column? Just if you find a disclosure, email me and let me know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I was so, I, I haven't submitted the column yet. I submitted it on Mondays. I, it, but it's done because that's how heated I am. <laughs> and you know. That is unusual. That is unusual. <laughs> I, um, I actually emailed my editor this morning and asked for more space. I said, I'm at my word limit. Can I have more? And? I haven't heard back from her yet. Because she's <laughs> doing her job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's issue day. Okay. I get the feeling that our friend Mason, who does the IBJ podcast, mm-hmm. might come calling on this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Do either of you want to be on that with me to sort of calm me down or <laughs> No way. It'll be way more fun like this. I believe, I feel like in that case, I almost like need to call our attorney just, just to make sure. Because <laughs> he's going to ask heated questions. He's going to ask. He's going to name names and it's going to get me in trouble. Ask Molly what she thinks first. Oh, I know what Molly's going to say. <laughs> Molly's not going to let me do it. Um, all right. Kristen, you got any big plans this weekend? Uh, going to Sam's Club. Mm. Not a Costco what? person, huh? You're a Sam's Club. Um, I previously only had access to Sam's Club, and so I've just like continued that membership. I don't really have a strong preference. Dame, what you got going? Uh, the swim meet in West Lafayette this weekend. Oh, Boiler up. I'm driving to Evansville for a cheer competition. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't see that one coming when I did. You get your outfit all, all cleaned up after uh, you said you, you're you're driving for the cha- uh, cheerleading yeah. competition. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm going. So uh, <clears throat> didn't see that one coming when I met Mrs. Planner at our university years ago. Okay, well that's it. Stay getting money. <laughs> <laughs>